Hey guys, thanks for tuning back into Coffee and Van Chats. My name is John Kroom, and on this week's episode, we chat with Mark Sakowitz. Mark is the co-founder of SBT Gravel. We chat with Mark about SBT Gravel canceling, along with the release of the new SBT VRTL. They seem to hate the vowels over there at SBT, but it's going to be a good one. Along with that, we dive into Mark's past and high-level industry marketing jobs, which eventually brings him to being a part of one of the biggest gravel races in the country. Also, along with this podcast, the video for some reason got deleted and I couldn't get it to convert, but this will be available on all of the available pre-existing podcast platforms such as Spotify, Anchor, Google Play, and much more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. But first, let's hear a message from our sponsors. This week's episode is also brought to you by Orange Mud. Orange Mud is a company that does adventure hydration packs for running, cycling, and much more. Along with their hydration packs, they also create some cool adventure goodies for your next adventure. So be sure to check them out at orangemud.com. Hey guys, welcome back to Coffee and Van Chats. My name is John Kroom and I am here with Mark Sakowitz, who is, what is it, the owner, I guess, of SBT Gravel? I would say co-founder, yeah. Co-founder, yeah, because there's there's a lot of people behind the scenes of SBT, but one of the, one of the co-founders of SBT Gravel. But uh, yeah, how are you doing, Mark? How's it going? I'm doing great. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cool. So, so give us a little bit of background on who you are. You know, why did you even start this race? I mean, SBT gravel is selling out in 25 minutes right now. Um, or, you know, so like it's, it's going hot. Um, so give it, give me a little bit of a breakdown of, uh, where it all started and kind of like why you even started. it. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, you know, the, that story about, about SBT gravel coming to life, um, has been told a little bit, but the reality is is that for me personally, um, you know, I had a, a I love bikes and you know I, I love steamboat and um, you know my two partners Ken um, Benish and Amy Charity and I um, all ride a lot and over the years have been talking about steamboat and getting more and more people to understand how great things were um, from a gravel riding perspective there and. Um, we just feel, felt that there was a, it was a perfect place to, to have a really significant event, right? At the time, you know, for us, if we wanted to do a gravel race, um, we had to drive the closest race really was the crusher, which was like seven hours away from us. And yeah. so, um, we felt that, um, you know, Colorado, the Rocky mountain region, um, in particular, um, would be interested in having something pretty cool that was closer to them. And then we have this amazing community, this amazing town, and these amazing natural benefits of, of inviting people to Steamboat. You know, it's got great infrastructure um, with the ski area and things of that nature, but it's got this really cool combination of high alpine, you know, and, and snow and the mountains, and then these expansive valleys where there's just ranches and farm roads and gravel roads everywhere. And um, it just seemed to make a lot of sense for us to give it a shot. And, um, you know, then we threw our own spin into it and put together, you know, uh, what we always said was if we could do a race, what would we want it to be like? Um, and we sort of just ran from there. And, uh, that was, you know, I guess August of 
2018 when we really started getting it going and we we introduced the race to the public um around halloween opened for registration december um and that first year sold out in you know it's like 1500 spots in six days and then um you know, I think what was cool was we came through for everyone. You know, there's yeah. one thing to launch something. And, you know, my background is in, is, you know, um, brands and sales and marketing and, and stuff like that. And so it's one thing to launch an event and then do a good job of getting people to commit to it and, and understand that it might be something that they might want to do. And then it's a whole other thing to actually pull it off. And, and, you know, Ken, Amy, and I aren't aren't or didn't have like an event background. Um, sure. We just thought it would be awesome to do. And so uh, when the event went well, um, you know, I think we gained a fair amount of momentum that way. And and like you said, the next, um, you know, in December of this year, we sold out in 2,500 2, spots in 25 minutes. And, Unreal. you know, it's disappointing we're not going to have the event, but um you know, I think we made a, a lot of people believers in what we were trying to do. Yeah, for sure. And and that's it's super cool. And yeah, we'll touch on on a little bit of the virtual stuff, but I kind of want to dive into, uh, you said you worked with some brands. So what are, what are some of the brands that you used to work with or like the marketing background that you have? So yeah, um, you know, my career, um, I retired in 2017. Um, and my career was, um, and still is, because uh, I think I'm would be it would be argued that I'm maybe not so retired anymore. Um, yeah. But, but um, it was always in consumer products and a lot of it on the sports side. So I worked for Nike for um, a long time, um, yeah. and then and moved around, lived in a lot of cities, which was great because it it actually enabled my endurance network. Um, you know, I lived in. Yeah, New York, New Jersey area, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Dallas, um, Portland. Um, I'm, I'm forgetting cities actually um, there um, with Nike. And then um, in 2006, I went to uh, Smartwool. Um, that's yeah. how my steamboat ties uh, kind of take took hold. Um, but I was the CEO of Smartwool for seven years um, and uh, was there for 12. Wow. And um and then I also was a general manager at Tom's Shoes in Los Angeles um, uh, after Smartwool. So um, in that 25-year window, I worked for some pretty cool brands um, yeah, that most like people it. know about, and um, you know learned a lot from that angle. So it was great. And you know this, uh, you know this SPG Gravel, this one angle here, for example, is a great way to combine kind of that background with my passion. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, try to make a bunch of people, uh, really happy. Yeah. Do you have any of those brands that you used to work for on board, uh, with SBT? Smartwool for sure. Okay, yeah. Cool. Smartwool, um, is, uh, you know, our Merino wool kind of base layer and sock partner. Um, yeah, I actually think I got some you, socks. You did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah awesome. You, you did. Yeah. For, for the my message um, stuff, uh, yeah, they're the great. campaign that we we did a few months back when yeah. COVID kind of COVID nineteen started. Yeah. But yeah, Smartwool. Um, uh, without Smartwool, there'd be no SBT gravel. Um, you know, I wouldn't have known how to bring the the event to life as well as we did um, without my experience there and 
and they're it's an amazing brand, amazing product. So, um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's kind of a cool, cool little story. Yeah, yeah, that's that's super neat. So, uh, so yeah, as you said, you know, we're all familiar with this pandemic that's going on and uh, that's kind of erupting throughout the cycling world. Um, but I would say that you guys were like one of the first gravel races and probably one of the first races to really just say, you know what, like, we just need to, we need to, we need to get in front of it and we need to just call it. Um, so, so where did that come from and, and, and how did that stem? Cause I know that had to be a huge and difficult decision. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, you guys were super quick to act and I, and I, I want to think it's some of the racer in you, but I'd, I'll let you go ahead and kind of let us know where that kind of came from well i think yeah for us i mean when when march came around and just like yourself i raced the mid-south um you know i I rode a little bit with you and i rode a little bit with amy so it's like a little bit of yeah 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 um in in march um you know yeah and so 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 we kind of saw that come to fruition right before our eyes. Ken, Amy, and I all raced. Um, and um, as we went through that next maybe 30 days, uh, we learned a lot. And um, though, you know, there are no definitive answers yet, even still on how this is all going to impact us uh, long term. Sure. Um well, we could see right away, um, and we started talking with other really large entities that put on events, not even just in the cycling space, but just events, right? Because yeah. mass gatherings was really the common denominator. It wasn't endurance events, right? Yeah. You know, what, what, was, what was really going on with mass events? And, and um, you know, come about mid-April, I think we saw that it was coming pretty clearly to fruition that we weren't going to be approved um, to have people of any scale get together for one. Um, but secondly, and, and actually quite frankly, far more importantly than being able to draw a permit or not, um, we felt as, um, you know, event, an event that has gotten large quickly that had a lot of people depending on us to, um, one, have them, uh, have a, have a great time and, and all that, but more importantly, to make sure that we took the responsibility of those folks being safe if they yeah. came into into steamboat and then our community being safe um we got to very quickly that that wasn't going to be able to happen um in in 2020 in a scenario that uh we felt was um one going to be easy to execute against but secondly that would even look anything like the first year of the event um yeah. and and so the you know once you start thinking about well how do you um, credibly ensure that everyone that gets to the start line is not sick and is also um, going to not get anyone else sick. Um, that was going to be a struggle, right? You no, know, we have sure, yeah. we were going to have twenty five hundred racers, five thousand fans, or or um, people watching um, in a town of twelve thousand, um, and. Uh, a town also that has almost no resources to handle COVID-19 cases, right? If, yeah. if you, if you are sick in steamboat, um, and this is very similar to what our partners at Leadville had to decide, um, yeah, yeah. you know, with lead boat and, and, and all that, 
I mean, if you're in Leadville or Steamboat and you get COVID-19, you got to get down to Denver, you know, pretty quickly. There are no ventilators. There are no um, extra um, supplies or, or triage units to handle a lot of cases or yeah. severe cases. And, um, you know, it started just, it just, like I said, it just started being pretty evident that one, what we'd have to put the racer through um, to get them to the start line might not be um, something that they signed up for. Um, and then also, you know, what would be the lasting effect on our community? So we thought it was um, uh, being proactive and being a leader and, um, you know, maybe even being an event that other events could reference um, to help them make a good decision um, was the right thing to do. And so, you know, we did. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm packed up in the van. I mean, I'm not, I'm pretty social distance. That's one thing I figured out is like me and my wife are pretty much, we've been social distance like way before social distancing was cool. Like, I guess that's just like a cycling thing is that you just never really hang out with right. people. And uh, we've been camping in the woods and doing all this stuff, but it's crazy to me how, you know, we would go into one city and, you know, I'm not going to name cities and put everybody on blast, but we'd go into one city and it was like masks. And if you didn't have masks, you were, you were getting an eye. And then we would go into the other and it was the opposite. If you're wearing a yeah. mask, then you're getting the eye. And so it's that mixture. And so, yeah, I think like being a big event like that, you're going to bring in so many different opinions and correct. And people who are just like, I'm not wearing that mask. That's stupid, you know, or in, in these things where it's like, ah, uh, you know, and so you get into these and, and, and then the water, you know, the, water packs and things like that people forgetting them like do you have aid stations so i could only right. imagine what that puts you guys through but um but yeah i'm, I'm super super respectful towards your decision because i know it had to be a hard one that wasn't an easy one but um uh but something good came out of it sbt virtual right and so um, right i mean so this episode's probably going to come out a little bit next week um so i guess share as much as you can but, sure. Uh, I, I know I've been a little bit of a part in creating some courses and I'm assuming some other pros around the area have been creating some courses. So kind of give us a breakdown on that. Yeah. Well, when we end up canceling, you know, one thing that, that we really spent a lot of time on was then saying, Hey, you know, we don't want, um, people that, um, had this as maybe as a primary event in their race calendar, um, to just have nothing to train for. And, yeah. you know, I know there's still some other events that may or may not happen and we'll see how all that transpires, but we know in August, um, as of at least this podcast, there's really no racing, right? Oh, I, you yeah. know, gravel worlds canceled. We canceled, um, Ted and Laura canceled. Um, and these are all really great events that a lot of people care about. So, so, you know, officially cancel in he, Nashville. I don't, I haven't seen that they have. Um, uh, so yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Um, I, so yeah, I don't know. Um, it it would look like that would probably be the case, but you never know. Right. I I don't know what's going on there, but, but, um, but once we got down this path, we said, well, gosh, why we've got this great community. You know, a lot of people have become very, um, avid SBT gravel fans here over the past year and a half. And, um, we pride ourselves on being engaged with the rider. You know, we're all racers and riders ourselves, Ken, Amy and I. And so, um, though we couldn't ride together, um, we wanted to figure out a, what, a way for people to at least keep August 16th on their calendar. Um, if they can't travel, um, 
you know, what's a way for them to get to ride potentially suggested routes in their area um, and see people out there, you know, even though in August, we don't know how many people will be okay to ride with um, in any one state or city. um, It sure will be okay for you to ride um, yourself or with a few others. I think, you know, people are for the most part deemed okay to do some of that even now um, on some courses that might, replicate um you know what that effort would have been and so we came up with this concept called sbt vrtl um you know we don't like vowels that's that steamboat gravel (laughs) so um that was uh candidly an easy one to come up with one less vowel vrtl and and but really what it is is a local um program so what we decided was let's make this free let's make it available to anybody um doesn't matter even if you were registered for SBT Gravel or not, um, you can sign up. Um, we're going to launch this to the public on Wednesday, June 17th. Um, yeah, so, awesome. um, and it's one day only. You ride on August 16th, so the day of SBT Gravel. Um, and you can treat it like any other virtual event. So, no matter where you live around the world, you can pick um, any course and go ride it, um, sign up. And um, like I said, it's free. Um, go back to your run sign up account, put in your time, and you finished, right? There's yeah. you can print out a race number or a bib number if you want. You can get a finisher certificate. So it's cool. you know, it's it's like a regular virtual thing, but the thing that we added into it is in the US, we felt look, we've got lots of friends um in a bunch of cities around the country that were planning on doing SBT gravel. Let's reach out to them and ask them if they would be willing to create suggested routes. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to house those and unveil those routes all throughout the end of June and July. Um, showcase those cities, showcase our athlete friends in those cities, showcase yeah. brands um, that awesome. might be based in those cities. And um you know, talk about those things. And then as we lead up to August 16th, people will have all kinds of options to make it easy. In addition, um, you know, one thing that not having SBT gravel did compromise um, because we offered everybody an option to defer or get a refund, right? And so, you know, we're not going to make a ton of money um, race revenue-wise even in 21 now, um, and what that did compromise was our advocacy efforts, right? The, the yeah. charities that we raise money for, you know, we just didn't have any money to give them. And so the cool thing about v- VRTL is though it's free and anyone can sign up, if you do donate a dollar to one of our five advocacy partners, you qualify for a bunch of free prizes and swag and opportunities to get stuff from our sponsors. Um, and then if you donate $50 or more, and you are not currently deferred now for SBT Gravel, you can get guaranteed entry. So a guaranteed option to register um, in December next year and you'll get in. And so yeah. we think that's um, you know, a pretty good way to raise a bunch of money for our partners, um, you know, get a bunch of people training for something. And then someone who maybe wanted to do SBT Gravel but didn't get in in 2020, you know, help our charity partners and Hey, you can pay in, in December, but you got guaranteed, you're guaranteed a spot. So How that's many pretty charity cool. Partners do you have? Got five. We've got three, um, 
that are based in Steamboat that, okay. you know, like the the Agricultural Alliance and Steamboat, um, that's who all the roads we ride yeah. pass all those ranches. And so we, we have a really significant partnership with the ranching community in Steamboat. Um, but the Winter Sports Club Cycling Program um, in Steamboat Boys and Girls Club. And then we're also um, raising money for NICA Grit, um, which gets girls on bikes, as well as people for bikes. So th those five. Awesome. Yeah. And guys, there will be a link down in the description below. If you, if you guys feel compelled, please donate and, you know, anything you can. And, uh, you know, I've been a huge advocate for trying to save some of these race promoters, but sometimes some of these race promoters have bigger, bigger fish to fry by giving some of this money to, uh, to, to some of these causes. So make sure that you check those down in the links below. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's going to be great. And the cities, I mean, we're going to launch or unveil the cities from west to east. And so we'll start um, June 23rd. And the first two cities are going to be Petaluma. Okay. And Yuri Hosewald is doing the routes for us. Um, and then San Francisco and a guy named Craig Dalton, who has the Gravel Ride podcast, for example. Oh, okay, cool. Those are, those are the two guys um, that um, are going to work or unveil routes. And then we'll talk. Uh, with them. We're going to have a bunch of people, including yourself, who did the routes for Colorado Springs, um, kind of introduce the routes and things like that. But um, yeah, we go west to east. So think San Francisco, Petaluma, LA, San Diego in California, for example, all the way um, over to Boston, New York, um, and Vermont, like with, uh, with Ted King. And yeah. we'll... Um, We'll get all the, the cities in the middle. And um, I think it makes it, it's really interesting for us because in doing this, we're gonna gather 150 of the best routes in America for anyone to reference. So like when you travel and you say, hey, well, gosh, I'm in Albuquerque for a weekend. Where can I ride my bike? Well, we've got four routes for you. That'll oh, be yeah. public. They'll be on um, SBT Gravel's website. and. Um, you know, anybody can use them. So I think it'll be really cool from that angle as well, just um, giving people a resource long-term, long after we can put, hopefully knock on wood, COVID-19 behind us down the road um, and get back to riding and all these cool events. Um, you know, people have different um, options in all kinds of cities um, forever. Yeah, so... And and that's it's 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 actually unreal too because you know as as dark as COVID nineteen is it's kind of beautiful how it's brought people together like in in the darkest of times you know I mean you got Yuri's all the way out in L A and then you got Ted all the way in Vermont and like everybody's just kind of coming together just to make sure something something happens and it kind of brings everybody down to the same level you know I and and that's what has been so beautiful about gravel it's like you know, you get to ride next to Taylor Finney or Ted King or Peter Stetna and all these pros and you could, this could be your first ride or whatever. And, right. um, but now we're missing the same event that you're missing. Like we're, we're, we're just out of the boat. We're hurting just as bad as you are. And, and it's kind of like a beautiful thing because it's a community, you know, and we're in this together. So it's, it's super cool to kind of bring that all together and wrap that all in. Um, but yeah, so along the lines with uh, with SBT, um, you made a mention about a partner, Leadville. Um, the birth of Leadboat. 
where the heck did that come from? And where did this craziness decision came come from? Because <laughs> the only reason why I was doing SBT was because I was going to be doing lead boat. And that right. was pretty much the only reason why I was doing Leadville is because I was doing lead boat. But it, it was it seemed pretty epic. But uh, yeah, so where did that decision come from? Well, when when we um, got into race planning for 2020, um, our date, you know, our original date in 2019 was August 18th, and then it was a leap year that moved the calendar, adjusted a little more than normal, you know, more than the one day. So yeah, yeah. our race day is August 16th, and it turned out that the community of Leadville had an event that was always on like the second Saturday of August that wasn't Leadville, the mountain bike race. It was just a non-endurance type thing. And it forced Leadville because the leap year to move their race back a week. And so Leadville and SBT were the same weekend. Um, And so I talked to the uh, chemo Seymour at Lifetime and, um, and uh, he and I spoke a little bit and we're like, wow, what um, are their options? And we couldn't move our date and, and Leadville couldn't move theirs. And um, we started talking to some other people about it. And um, Amity um, Rockwell, actually, I was talking to her on the phone and um, she, I was like, wow, there's going to be a conflict. We were talking with Payson. Um, hey, there's going to be a conflict. And all of a sudden people started saying, well, well, we'll do both. And um, we're like, what do you mean? Like, you know, like, <laughs> like that, <laughs> like, like, you, like you, like, well, I, and, and because it was so crazy, like, yeah, for us to, or for me, at least to comprehend, well, would you really do that? And then, um, and so anyway, so, so I think some of the athletes were the ones that really pushed for it. Cause they didn't want to miss either one, especially a guy like Payson who, yeah. who could win, you know, technically either event, um, <clears throat> if you train for them. So, um, so yeah, it sort of came from the athlete and then we wanted to make, um, uh, the weekend as, as, as great as it possibly be for the, the rider. And so, so we invited a couple of folks, um, like Amity and Payson and Larissa Connors, Rose Brandt, Allison Tetrick, um, Stetna, Tendam, you know, Alex Howes, you know, people like that yeah. to, to do it. But then we said, well, what if we put together a, um, a platform for the non-elite pro to tackle this? Um, and so we ended up with a group of athletes that um, we, we kind of had in this invited scenario. And then we also had a group of athletes that got in organically. They got in the lottery yeah. and they already got an SBT. And so we had a collection of athletes that that did that as well. And then we just put all those folks together, right? It didn't matter if you were invited or not, right? If you were doing both events, then we were treating you exactly the same. And we had a big collection of folks that were going to take on this amazing challenge. And, um, you know, and then you, and then you have something like Ryan Petrie, who was not only was he going to do the two events, but he was going to ride to Leadville from Boulder. He was going to ride from Leadville to steamboat in between and then ride home, which, you know, is crazy, There's but some wild um, people in this community. Yeah, 
just wrap there it up. are it's 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 <laughs> fascinating and though and though like for me personally i don't even know how i could put my arms around doing leadville and sbt in the same weekend and then you get a guy like ryan who i think that adventure is 680 miles sixty-eight thousand feet of climbing in like a four days or something crazy so so anyway it really um it 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 was a, somewhere a situation that could have not been great you know where you have two really big events back to back in the same, you know, within 120 miles of each other yeah. um, that cannibalized each other potentially, even though they're different um, disciplines. Uh, but we wanted to bring them together and, and it really turned out to be this amazing way to showcase cycling just in yeah. general. Um, and um, took the iconic aspect of Leadville and then morphed that in with, you know, this kind of new event right with sbt gravel and there's a ton of momentum around it and so it's really disappointing you know to add insult injury with this whole scenario it's disappointing that lead boat couldn't come to fruition but you know i think a couple of those athletes are going to do it organically um this year and then you know we're going to do it in 21 you know we're going to we've already rescheduled leadville and sbt gravel um to be the 14th and 15th of August in 21. So all the athletes that want to can, can go after it. And, um, it'll, uh, it'll just be delayed by a year. You know, that's, that's really at the end of the day, that's what we're looking at. And almost for the most part is, you know, the endurance season is just being pushed back, um, a year, you know, where a lot of people are missing most of their seasons, whatever, you know, if you're a triathlete, a runner, or a cyclist, it's all the same. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see what the fall looks like, but, but for the most part, you know, the events at least through August are, you know, are really compromised. So. Yeah. But I think, I think everybody's tending to handle it it, it pretty well, um, or at least trying to make the best of a worse situation. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's really nothing more you can do past that. Yeah. Cause I was one of those athletes that applied to Leadville and like, you know, as a track cyclist, you know, I, I was actually more prepared. I was like, please just cancel track nationals, but I do not cancel lead boat. I was like, so excited to do lead boat. Right, so it's kind of right. a bummer, but I might do it. I might be one of those guys that are doing it organically for sure. But, uh, um, yeah. but yeah, so you're, you're this crazy race promoter. You're, you know, you, you're a hard worker. You, I feel like you're a thousand miles a minute almost um but you also race you know you're training with jason siegel from cts and you're a bike racer because i I know you're a bike racer because i saw you at mid-south and you were you were plowing through the mud just like anybody else digging it out of your bike uh, right. yeah, so t t how tell tell me a little bit about your racing background and like um because you're not you're not a slouch that's for sure because i think you left me in the dust when i was running out of gear so <laughs> I, I think I did beat you at Mid South. You did, I think. yeah. But but I I um no I think um for me you know I, endurance racing is certainly a passion and it was something that I really spent a lot of time in when I was working to keep myself sane and fit um, sure. at the same time. But I started in, in endurance events um, when I was in college. Yeah. You know, I, I played, I played team sports growing up, but when I got to college, I wanted to, um, um, you know, figure out a way to, 
to stay remotely in shape, um, depending on how you go through college, you know, um, that's, that's a little challenging for some folks. And, um, but I started dabbling in, in running and mountain biking and things like that, um, in college. And when I got out of school, um, I really wanted to, to build my fitness and, and, you know, stay an athlete at some level. I think that's the, maybe the best way to put it. And so I actually started, um, swimming right when I got out of college and morphed just swimming a little, and I'm not a swimmer. And I I had to really, you know, for those swimmers that know, you know, swimming is a technique thing. And, um, I really had to work hard to be a, just an average swimmer. Um, but I started doing triathlons. Like that was a way for, I never was really any good at any one of the sport. Like I wasn't a great runner, a great cyclist, or certainly not a great swimmer. Um, but over the years I got to be pretty good at all three, like good yeah. enough, um, where you put it together in triathlon. And then if maybe you, you're willing to not give up or you chew your arm off, yeah. um, you can, you can do okay. And and that was me. So, you know, I, I, I have a, a very similar, I think, triathlon progression to lots of athletes where you start running five K's and do a little bit, and then you do your first sprint triathlon that's olympic triathlon that's a half ironman that's an ironman right and um so i end up doing that a lot but then candidly i start getting hurt all the time um i think which is also common with triathletes like you know you get better and then you want to train more and then you overtrain or and then you're injured all the time and so in 2013 i think i did my last race like i in um the harvest moon triathlon in the front range um of denver and i i did really well in that race and and i was in i had like a torn patella tendon when i did the race i'm like you know what maybe maybe that's it and that was my last race so a half ironman there and um you know, but I did, I, I got okay. Like I, I did under four and a half hours at that race. And I think, you know, I, I meet, met my physical limits in triathlon for the most part. And, yeah. and I was injured a lot. And then I just started morphing more into cycling and, and, um, you know, living here in steamboat, like I said, there's roads everywhere and you're starting to ride gravel and you're looking for diversity and you kind of morph into that new sport. And, um, that's certainly been the sport that has kept me healthy um, and engaged and um, having fun. And I think it's, you know, really the, mostly what I do now is, is just gravel. Yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, like I knew I knew of you and I knew who you were. And it's really it's really not that hard to pick you out. Um, you're going to be on a canyon. You're going to have an SPT uh, jersey set up. Both. Yeah. I think both you and Amy did. And, uh, and Ken too. Yeah. Everybody, all three of us. Yeah. yeah, All three of you guys. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I saw, I saw you out there and you were grinding away and I was just like, dude, I can't do this anymore. And then I think about, I think I finished with Amy. Um, okay. Funny. Cause like I was in the front group and I was like, Oh, this isn't, this isn't too bad. Then my bike's like starting to quit working. Then we hit that big hill. I don't know. What's it called? It's like, oh, uh, Brethren Hill, Brethren Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Brethren. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking hard. Steep. It's insane. Yeah. And, um, 
that's where my bike decided to pretty much quit working, which is like the worst excuse for Mid-South because I think everybody's bike wasn't working. Um, right. I don't care who you ask. I mean, you ask Payson, he's going to say, yeah, it wasn't working, but when I got off, I just ran. Uh, and I did right. not do that. I did not run. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that was super cool. It was a good experience. But um, but yeah, Mark, uh, I, I really appreciate your time. I don't want to keep you too long. And uh, yeah, so is is there anything else you want to shout out for SBT or anything along those lines? No, I think, um, one, uh, thanks so much for having me and thanks for being a supporter of what we're trying to get done. I think Always, it's, um, you know, we, um, we're really proud of what, what we're accomplishing, not just with the event, um, or not just, you know, filling in something great for the summer for the athlete, but, you know, we've got a huge parity push. Um, we've got a, a, a huge, um, you know, a higher calling with SPT gravel than just having an event. We want to expand cycling, grow cycling, help people get involved and engaged. And that's, I think, why we have so much diversity in our courses and, and the riders and, and people just love it. So, um, you know, I just think that um, if you haven't come, been to Steamboat, you haven't ridden our roads, you haven't been to our event yet, please try, please come in 2021. I think it'll be amazing. We're going to really put a lot into it because we missed this year. And um, if you're ever in Steamboat in general, hit us up. We're always out riding. We'd love to show you around. And, um, you know, I know it's a tough time, but everybody hopefully stays positive. Um, and uh, we'll get through all this and it's going to be better days soon. Yeah, that's awesome, Mark. Yeah, I mean, it's literally all we can do is just stay positive and if you guys want, I'll be there in 2021. So uh, hope to see yeah. you guys oh, there yeah. as well. So we, we we want you there for sure. And and you know we've got a great partnership with Carmichael Training Systems. Yeah. Um, you know Chris did the event last year. Um, Reed and Nina, yourself, Jason, um, and I know I'm missing people, but there you know there's a lot of people from CTS that uh, that play a part in the success of a lot of athletes who are training for SBT Gravel. So. You know, that's one of the things we'll feature when we launch BRTL is the training programs that, you know, Jason and, and the crew have made for SBT Gravel. They certainly work for VRTL. Um, so there's no reason to abandon that. There's no reason to abandon um, training and, um, you know, stick with your coach. They're your friend. And, yeah, yeah. and they're also, they help you keep, they help you keep fit and, and focused. So that's what I'm doing for sure. And Jason's still running me through the ringer. Um <laughs> You ran me through the ringer today. <laughs> so. For sure, yeah, yeah. Well, you probably needed it, man. You probably needed it. You got to get ready for this virtual race. So. Uh, That's um, right. That's yeah, right. Thanks so much. Um, I appreciate it, guys. If you Like I said, uh, all the links to the charities will be down in the description below. But thank you guys so much for listening. And, Mark, thank you again for coming on. Now you bet. Thanks so much, Sean.